Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mike Drolet, Global National Toronto Correspondent, is in Ottawa. Mike, thank you very much for the time. How would you describe what's going on in the nation's capital today? I would suggest that uh, this protest is evolving. It's uh, less of a protest and more of a celebration. It's got a carnival-like atmosphere. It's, uh, yeah, you have uh, bouncy castles and saunas during the day and uh, parties and uh, fireworks at night. Um, yeah, it's, they're, they're waiting it out. They are waiting to get what they want, which is a sit down with the prime minister to basically tell him what they want and for him to give them what they want. And uh, it seems that they're not willing to agree to anything short of that. So the word that's coming down from uh, from Councillor Deans and from other councillors and the people of the city of Ottawa, including an, uh, an op- or at least a, uh, an effort to get the court uh, to act and the courts refused an injunction, that's having nothing really in the way of an effect on these uh, on the folks. Then I gather, no, none of that. They're they're not concerned with that at all. Uh, in fact, I mean, they've been uh, operating free of any sort of police involvement for the last uh, ten days. They've been uh, able to, you know, they drove their trucks in here, they parked their trucks, they're uh, operating and uh, firing fireworks off at all the times. So, I mean, people keep on saying to me, "Well, they're breaking the law here, 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 here," and I'm go well. Yeah, but who's going to stop them? Um, the police have made it very clear, and it was it was a smart move when you talk to uh, to policing experts on this that they weren't going to go in and arrest people en masse because that would have had a uh, detrimental effect to the entire process. They would have if you arrest people, then number one, they were outnumbered at first, and it could have turned really ugly. And B, um, you only have a set number of people who are within this group who are radicalized. Um, not there's a lot of people who are just completely sensible to just they just believe in something, and that's why they're here. Uh, but you have a very small group within here who are radicalized, and they're just they're hardcore, and they believe what they believe. And um, if you go in and you arrest people on mass, you tend to increase the size of that group. That's a real problem. Also, you might uh, it, it might spread to you know, talk about insurrection around the country. Well, that's what could happen. You'll end up having mass protests in in every city, and uh, it just it. It just wouldn't end well. So what the police are doing now, which is kind of interesting, they just sent out a tweet uh, a short time ago, is that they're um, going to start handing out tickets for or even charge people who are bringing material good, goods like gasoline up to the protesters. The protesters who are parked along Wellington, right in front of Parliament, the Parliament uh, have been running their trucks, their diesel trucks, 24 hours a day. They're just idling because, you know, it's really cool. So they're sitting in their truck and they're honking their horns. Uh, while they need diesel to keep going and keep doing that. And they've been walking up and down the streets with jerry cans. They've tried to bring uh, large cisterns in with, with gasoline uh, via uh, horse-drawn buggies. Uh, they've tried to do that, which they were stopped from doing. And now police are saying, you can't do that, and we will charge you. As of this afternoon, I was just like half hour ago, I was outside, and uh, I saw people still doing that, so they have yet to start uh, doing, I mean, if, who knows if they're actually going to make those arrests, but uh, they've certainly said that that's what they're going to do. And, um, and that could have a real detrimental effect to the protesters. That said, they still have so much money coming in that, I mean, $2.5 million raised in the last day and a half. That's, a, that's an insane amount of money. And that gives them the freedom 
to do basically what they want and to wait out the wait out the police and wait out the city. Has there been anything in the way of any significant presence as far as federal politicians are, are concerned? Are you seeing them about anywhere? Who's who's taking the political lead on this? No, there's no federal politicians around. I mean, they wouldn't be caught dead anywhere near this this protest. Uh, because I mean, media aren't aren't being welcomed near this protest. Anybody with mainstream media, if you go in with uh, like a jacket that says Global or CBC or CTV, uh, they start screaming and yelling at you. So you, you can't walk around with anything with labels on it. Um, and they will start haranguing you and tell you that everything you're saying is lies. And because uh, what they know is what they know. Um, but no, we're not seeing any political, uh, anybody from any of the political parties. Uh, Trudeau has made it clear that he's not going to talk to them. But now, I mean, late yesterday, the mayor of Ottawa said, you know what? Hey, maybe it's time that the prime minister does talk to them. Yeah, it's it's it's. I was talking to a couple of people uh, yesterday and uh, our guest today. I don't recall seeing anything like this, Mike, in my years covering uh, news and being a journalist. I, I I've never seen anything in this country that even begins to approximate this on a national level. Well, I think uh, I mean if you go back to uh, the G20 protests in Toronto, those were pretty bad. But that was just that was in Toronto. That wasn't across the country. Right. And Toronto, for for an afternoon, for a day, was uh, was a city uh, with where anarchy ruled. Uh, people were smashing windows, burning cop cars, uh, smashing windows of banks across the street from the police station, and it was anarchy. The city, they, the, the cops lost control of the city. It was it was a complete disaster. Here, they made the decision very early on, and the the police chief here actually. Uh, was at that G20 protest in Toronto, and he learned from that and the things, all the things that they did wrong. And that's the reason why he decided, listen, we can't go in heavy-handed because it will just turn out to be a disaster. And that's the decision he made, he made early on, and he stuck to it. So now we here we are on day 10. Day 10. And they're, and they're trying to, and, you know, if you think about it, by giving them tickets, and they say they've handed out 450 tickets since uh, yesterday morning, Saturday morning. Uh, they're kind of almost nickel and diming them. And, yeah, uh, I would think but, that if you get a ticket, wouldn't that almost be like a badge of honor at this point? At, at this point, yeah. But you know what they say? I mean, they're saying, yeah, give us the ticket. We're fine. Because they've got $2.5 million in since yeah. yesterday, yeah. plus the extra million that they got from the GoFundMe. So, I mean, they're flush with cash. And, they, and they're not afraid to tell you that they are. So there's no expectation that the trucks are going to turn around and the protesters are going to turn around and go home tonight. No, absolutely not. I mean, hey, I'm not speaking for the protesters, but I will tell you with 100% certainty that they are not turning around. They are in this for the long haul. They are adamant that that society has to change, that that the majority has to uh, bow to the minority's rule and what the minority want. And, and that is that. And, you know, they're starting to get some high profile supporters. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, the right wing activists in the, in the United States, politicians are tweeting about it. Uh, Ted Cruz was talking about it today on Fox News about how, um, you know, they're, the truckers are heroes and they're fighting for not only your freedom, but all of Americans freedom as well. And, uh, and so, and they take that and that just really just, that just lifts them up a little bit. Um, mm. You know, you, you go around anywhere in the city, like in the downtown core on Parliament, up and down in sort of a grid. And it's just it's completely taken over by by these protesters. And uh, 
people down in, who live here are at the end of the rope. Beyond that, they're so angry. All the restaurants, most of the restaurants, most of the stores are closed because they don't want the protesters going in because there's been too many incidents involving them uh, yelling and screaming at people wearing masks. Uh, there's been, they're yelling homophobic slurs, some of them, and racist slurs. Uh, there's been some, some, there has been some violent attacks. It's not like something that's happening on every corner all the time, but it certainly has happened. Uh, and, you know, I've had somebody just tweet at me a little while ago saying, You're, why, is it, why are you saying that everybody, that it's a violent protest? I'm like, well, I'm not saying it's a violent protest. I'm saying there have been violent acts. There certainly have been people with Confederate flags. It doesn't mean everybody here is a racist. It means that there is an element within this group that is certainly, um, that is certainly has beliefs that the rest of Canadians, most of Canadians, do not share. Yeah, it's... Uh... It is really, uh, and I remember the G20 protest very careful, very clearly. Mm -hmm. It was broadcasting that afternoon, and we were getting reports. Uh, Joel Warmington of the Toronto Sun was reporting uh, for me on on the street, on running around and, and and telling us what was going on. And I was in Quebec at the time, and it was uh, it was it was an afternoon like none I can remember. But this is ten days now, and it's spreading across the country. And uh, mm -hmm. where it ends and how it goes, we're along for the ride, Mike. We well, we certainly are, and. You know, we've known all along that there's been roughly, what, 10% of Canadians that uh, don't buy into any of the, uh, the sort of the vaccine mandates. Uh, they're, they're either vaccine hesitant or anti-vax. And it's probably, it's important to say, to say that. I mean, there's not just, not everyone here is anti-vax. Some people are vaccinated. They just don't like the mandates anymore. And they don't like the restrictions. And nobody does like the restrictions. That's the other thing. They don't. Uh, you know, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was talking to one person. You had to be careful who you talk to as well, because, I mean, a lot of them are very uh, emotional about this. And they're talking about freedom, freedom. And I said, you know, maybe you should think of another word, because, you know, freedom is what you think about when you, I, I think about my grandfather in the Second World War fighting for freedom. I think about the soldiers that, you know, I covered over in Afghanistan fighting for the freedom of, you know, Afghan women to be able to live freedom, free, freely. Here we're talking about inconveniences, masks. These are inconveniences. Freedom and we're, we're you're taking a word and you're really stretching its, its, its meaning a little bit. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.